0: ITL Fantasy Podcast Network presents in a world of football podcasts that sounds like this. Welcome into our podcast on Suck Talk Radio. And talk like this. Wah 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 don't go after running back wah wah because they're not so much fun! Bogman, let's not overreact here. The In This League Fantasy Football Podcast
1: featuring Bogman. I'm eating Crow here. Yeah, D. Gordon. Eat it. Oh, f- <laughs> uh, God damn it. And the world.
0: No, 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 we have other things to talk about I wouldn't wear a yummy t-shirt in either. <laughs> Playing on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and TuneIn
1: Burn it to the ground
0: Coming to your ears Now What's up? It's episode one thirty-five of the Innis League Fantasy Football Podcast. Guaranteed to be the most annoying episode we will do King all in the year. North. Yep, there it is. Let's get out of your system. Just do it.
1: King in the north.
0: Yeah. You, you got a voice? How, how high is your blood pressure right now? Is it as many I points that were scored pills. in the game? I two pills. Two
1: pills right before we got on. Okay.
0: <laughs> Definitely two pills. Bogman and I were two talking. Two pill
1: type of game.
0: <laughs> oh, two pills. I thought you said two bills. Two bills yeah. was your blood pressure. I think both worked, by the way.
1: Well, yeah, probably close. Right.
0: We were talking before the game. By the way, Chris Welsh Scott Bogman in this league uh, back with the fantasy football week 14 live reaction. We were talking right before, and Bogman was like, like we connect, and he was just like, I don't know how much more I can do with this. Like, I don't know how many more I can handle of this. And I was like, yeah, I'm like, well, you're always at 10. You're always at 10. Like, they're, they're, you don't have a, a five. You can't watch a game at five. You have to watch
1: it at 10. Well, uh, I mean, you're not wrong. But I, I have, and I've said this before, and it's, it's not a lie. If you came over and watched a game with me, you would probably roll your eyes at how ridiculous I am sometimes. But then you'd be like, he's not as bad as he used to be. You'd be like, yeah, I mean, he's still ridiculous, but he's not as bad as he used to be. Yeah. That's what you could say. Now, my whole face is red. My, my whole face is flush. I mean, we're literally recording this five minutes after the game ended. So uh, that was a super intense game. Been through for 500 yards. Antonio Brown had over 200 yards. Uh, living Bell about three touchdowns. It yeah, was well, just uh, an yeah. insane game. It was pinnacle. It was It was
0: crazy. And as I said uh, to Bogman right before we started, That Antonio Brown is, I mean, he is one of the best receivers I can recall in my lifetime, and I have been of the era. I mean, Jerry Rice will never be surpassed. I don't care what Antonio Brown does. Business can be booming, but he's got to be booming for 20 years, and that's not going to happen in this NFL. But Antonio Brown, when when I immediately think of the best receivers, three pop in my mind. Jerry Rice, Randy Moss, and Antonio Brown. He is so dominant in a league that has become less dominant um, overall. There's so many more, you know, there's, there's so many more packages and so many more players that are involved. That They may be passing more, but, you know, where there might have been one or two main receivers. Spreading it out. Yeah, you now have tight ends and receivers, and some play teams have four wide receivers.
1: He's just so, so dominant. I mean, he's amazing. He gets open uh, in some impossible, you know, like you think that there's no way he's going to be open. I mean, sometimes Ben throws him open, but... Him and Roethlisberger, I mean, I I think it's kind of symbiotic. Like, I don't think the back end of Antonio Brown's career will be quite as good as the front end because he won't have Roethlisberger unless they wind up, you know, drafting someone who fits right in. Kind of like that, you know, Peyton Manning, Andrew Luck type of thing. But um, uh, he's incredible. And he just had an incredible game, made a huge play at the end. Um, 39-38, the fourth. Uh, game that the Steelers are we going to talk about like this when the we get to the field. Steelers?
0: I'm going to skip the Steeler game if if you're doing this whole thing now. I'm skipping the care. Steeler game. No, we're not going to skip it. Okay. Well, uh, on the episode, by the way, on week one of the fantasy playoffs. I don't know how you guys did. Kind of brutal. Um, Champs league out bounced. It was looking good for a little but while, but just no. Uh, uh, not going to work. Not going to work here anymore. The league that you and I are in, the what is it? The ID the in this league, it's a dynasty IDP. It's not a dynasty; it's more of a keeper. But there's like ten keepers. The IDP, we were whiff waffling all day. I had Lev Bell, but I need twenty three points or twenty three and a half points from Kiko Alonso. Now, to be fair, our you know our guys do score a lot. But if you see a pick six or a touchdown from Kiko Alonso, I might (laughs) be in it. I might be in it. But I'm as good as out. But I will be moving on in our long term league, which I'm first, and our three sport league, where, um, you know, did some, did, did some business because who did I have? Well, business was booming on the Welsh side with Antonio Brown.
1: I, uh, I'm going to lose my matchup in our snake keeper league to Irish Brandon, uh, but that is the only one, you know, depending on what happens with Kiko Alonso. I made four, I beat Brian Rooker. Uh, How
0: many did you get in? I'm
1: sorry, I missed it. I, I, I got in four. So I'm gonna. You're be moving three. on all four. I'm moving on in three. Oh, that's so what I was I, I lost uh, to Irish Brandon, B Mac. Uh, I beat our buddy Chad, who beat me last week in the playoffs. Uh, I'm. I mean, I'm. I'm beating him right now, and I still have Tom Brady tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. I'm beating
0: Sorio in the three in the. I think it's the the three sport, and I still have Burkhead and Amendola, and he has Landry. So, and I'm so we're we're good. How did you guys do? Let us know. I know we've seen some screenshots. I have no idea. Well, we should take a look here. I have I still have no idea. I don't know if it's been submitted yet or you've seen it, Bogman. I don't know who the overall champion in the ITL Satellite Leagues was. I haven't seen it. Not not 100 percent yet.
1: So okay. not, not confirmed.
0: Uh not going to go through the brackets in the entry in the Champs League just because, you know, there's there's eight different teams that are going on. Uh, We'll talk about it maybe in the next episode. We'll kind of give a mention, especially as the champions go on. But there's a lot to talk about as week one of your uh, playoffs have Almost ended, though. A lot of implications are left in this last game. I have a lot of players and a lot of shares of the Monday night game. But fortunately for myself, outside of Kiko Alonzo, none of them else really matter. I would say, though, the Champs League, if Tom Brady throws five touchdowns for 500 yards, I got a <laughs> shot to stick in. But I don't well, think that's happening.
1: If Rex Burkhead outscores James White and Jarvis Landry by 19 points, and I would beat B-Mac, but I don't think that's happening. There's
0: a lot going on, but you guys can uh, let us know what's going on. I want to remind you, though, this pod is brought to you by Official Fantasy Rings. Go check them out. OfficialFantasyRings.com. They have been doing rings for the Michael Rappaport podcast. Before the Rappaport podcast, it was with us, who they've been for a long time, even with Barstool. I saw Barstool Sports, they've got a league, uh, Nate and a bunch of the guys, Rappaport are in there, and OFR is doing the ring for them, so if that's not enough clout for you, I, I don't know what will work for you, but go check them out, officialfantasyrings.com, use a promo code ITL, get 20% off, get your league a ring right now, especially if you moved yourself on this round, it's time to convince the rest of the league, hey guys, uh, probably need to put a couple bucks on this, we should probably <laughs> do this now that I've moved on, so
1: hey. Put a little box on it. Uh, that book you've been writing. <laughs> Go do a little bit of that. little All
0: right. Uh, let's get into it. We do have a Walking Dead this week because there are some players we are going to have to probably say goodbye to.
1: Goodbye, Josh McCown. Uh, Josh McCown. Uh, not good? Yeah, well, he broke his non-throwing hand, but I can't imagine that he's going to play again. I would let's assume see. not. I would assume that
0: that is not going to happen, but the worst, uh, it's actually just, we really should have started with this guy, because this is the big one, Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz, they did, um, initial tests didn't show a tear, but interestingly enough, they did the, um, the kind of physical hand test. And that showed it was loose. And then I saw a couple blue mark doctors who do fantasy mention that the looseness represents a tear, and usually the on-field test is uh, very accurate. So uh, as we're recording this, we don't know. There's going to be tests on Monday. But it does not look good for what looked to be the 2017 MVP.
1: I mean, he was going to be the MVP. And you the know, Eagles
0: he... are just in a
1: spot. They wrapped up their division tonight. I mean... You know, it's funny because on on Sunday Night Football, like before the game starts, you get Tony Dungy and Rodney Harrison. It's just the worst. And Tony Dungy usually has these rose colored glasses and everything. And he's like, you know, they're going to be fine. Nick Foles is good. He's come in here before and went eight and two. And that was way before they had all the, the tools that they have now. And usually Rodney Harrison will be like, no. But he was like, I agree with you, coach. I'm like, what is happening right now? <laughs> bizarre Nick Falls sucks. I, it, you know what would be good for the Eagles? Colin
0: Kaepernick. Yeah, well, I mean, that would. But it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. No freaking way. Uh, Savage Tom was literally like, oh if, if God, you've never spooky. seen... Like, a player literally experienced every level of CTE in one... Ele- like, like if you haven't fully understood the danger of this game, there is a five-second clip that you can find where uh, the Niners, they smacked Tom Savage, Savage Tom, and he is on the ground. I mean, he he's shaking like he has Parkinson's. Like, it is a
1: scary, scary-looking scary, hit. Yeah, I mean, I to be honest, like... I have a harder time watching that than I do, like, the brutal injuries, too. That kind of shook me a little bit, man,
0: because he's hit. He's immediately up, and his hands are shaking. Like, that is a
1: physical response. His head was, too. It's like he had, like, uh, epilepsy. Yeah, dude. That's what it seemed like.
0: A physical response that he had no control over, and he didn't know what planet he was on.
1: And then you see him over on the sideline, and he's, like, clapping, like, yeah, 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 let's get this over with. And they let him back on the field. Yeah, slap him on the butt. All right, all right, Savage, get in there, Tommy. Okay,
0: that doesn't look good. So I don't know. Uh, I know he. uh, eventually they were like, oh, this replay is circulating. Let's get him out of the game. And uh, I don't know what the ramifications are on that. But uh, Savage Tom was, uh, I mean, you know, he was knocked to CTE, essentially. Uh, Alan
1: Kamara, who Kamara, I I watched it. Specifically, the Thursday night football, I kind of passed through it when I had my headphones on. I was like, no, no, no. I paused. I rewound, and they're doing the introductions, and he says Alvin Kamara. Uh, Do I have to say Kamara now? Got to say Kamara. Uh, All right. Well, Alvin Kamara,
0: who ruined many, many people's uh, fantasy playoffs, also uh, was kind of ruined that week. But it does look like, from what I've read, that I think he's going to be okay, and I think he's going to play for Week 15 for anyone that had a bye who got lucky.
1: He did um, what should have happened with Tom Savage. I mean, his stuff wasn't as bad, but he got hit on the side of the helmet. Kind of, you know, shook his head like he had, uh, you know, the cobwebs or whatever. And uh, they took him right out of the game, right right out of the game, right back to the locker room. Everything that you're supposed to do because that game was on national television.
0: Yeah, so- <laughs> exactly. They knew that there were cameras there. And
1: then uh, lastly, Marcus Mariota, he got banged up in the game. Yeah, he had a knee injury. I didn't see it and he finished the game, but uh, they were talking about it uh, before Sunday night football and said he hurt his knee in the second and that's why he played so awful and the card the Cardinals beat uh, the Titans this week. So uh, just that could be one of those things where it doesn't look that bad or it doesn't hurt on the field and then it swells up this week. So just kind of if you're a Marcus Mariota owner, not that you really want to start him anyway because he's been so bad, but, uh, you know, if your only other option is Trevor Simeon or uh, Savage Tom, then maybe Mariota is your guy, but uh, Keep a look on him this week because he may be out. Okay, quick thing
0: because I don't want to spend a lot of time on this because we have so much to cover. I just look at this and and think about the massive amount of, I mean, literally this, like almost this entire list, 80% of this list is quarterbacks. Do you think this will at all? Spill over into 2018 fantasy where um, 16 it's really not a question, but 12 man. Do you think 12 man teams are going to start giving consideration to making sure that they have got a viable backup? Because everybody's strategy has always been don't worry, don't worry about it. You know, get your guy, and there's plenty of guys on the wire. Go get your Eli Mannings, go get your whoever's. But this year, the injuries and the underperformance. Do you think that's going to play any effect where a guy might take Tom Brady, but then they might be like, you know what, I'm going to take Philip Rivers three rounds later, just in case.
1: Um I don't think it is, to be honest with you, because I think still in twelve man, there are probably some decent guys. I mean Trubisky played well this week. Alex Smith got cut in a bunch of spots. Well, if you wanna He's if you wanna still around if you, know. you wanna
0: stream. If you wanna and I know plenty of people like to stream quarterbacks, but I think there's some people out there. I mean, maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. I'm just, like I said, I'm just posing the question. I don't know how I'll feel about it next year whatsoever, but just curious if, you know, we see this again, playoffs come and all of a sudden, boom, boom, boom. I mean, not that people were... Should have been counting on McCowan and Savage early in the season, but losing Mariota wins. Those are two popular picks. We've lost Rodgers. We've just had we've had a lot of influx with quarterbacks this year, and some of the sleepers didn't work. You know, Kirk Cousins, Derek Carr, those guys are disasters. And if if someone had maybe
1: backed them up with another viable option, they might have. You know, Alex Smith. In uh, I mean, these are all great points, man. I just I think that when you get down to the end of it, it's kind of like how there's this mantra that's still in baseball where it's don't take pitchers, you know, uh, there's in football, there's take running backs early. I think there's, it's just going to be hard to shake that one. Yeah. uh, Unless it's, um, unless like Brady and Roethlisberger also went down, you know what I mean? So jinx.
0: All right, let's get into it though. Week 14. Let's get to the games. Let's talk about the stats. Let's see who hurt or made your playoff run special. (laughs)
1: I know how you're feeling right now. Stop it! Stop it! Don't do that. I'm here for you.
0: Oh. In this league. <laughs>
1: you are too easy. All
0: right. First up was the Thursday night game: the New Orleans Saints versus the Atlanta Falcons. Drew Brees. Makes me feel fine. Was He's way. making me nervous. Was way better than my ride. Uh, was 271, two touchdowns, one interception. Mark Ingram led the way, I guess, 12 for 49 because Alvin Kamara was knocked out uh, with one carry, two yards. It's annoying now. Michael Thomas, (laughs) uh, 10 for 117 and a score. Tommy Lee Jones. Tommy Lee Jones, how big is that unit? Well, it was one touchdown long, at least. And Mark Ingram had four catches for (laughs) 43. Uh, Matt Ryan, he sucked. 221, one touchdown, three picks. Probably ruined many, many people's playoffs. Devontae Freeman, 24 for 91 and a touchdown. Julio Jones, 5 for 98. Mohamed Sanu, 6 for 83 and a score. That, my friends, is about all she wrote in this not it did not live up to the hype I kind of thought
1: this would be a high scoring this is
0: Saints and Falcons let's go
1: it was a good game because the Saints got out to the early lead and Atlanta came back and won and kind of everybody but Kamara kind of did what you expected I mean if you started Teddy Ginn he was your you know wide receiver three or your second flex or whatever it was you weren't starting Teddy Ginn to expect a bunch from him but Ah, uh, the only other guy that underperformed to me was Tevin Coleman, and I I found yeah. it really weird that neither Freeman or Coleman had a catch in this game. It's a weird coincidence. Oh, I didn't I don't even think catch I've that. Seen that?
0: Yeah, that's actually really odd. Especially because when some when when like when you would see Freeman go for twenty four carries, which is on the high end for what for, I I mean actually I don't have it in front of me. I would not be shocked to say that that is probably the season high of carries for him if you want to look that up. But yeah, usually up. when one of these guys is doing something like that, the other one is going to kind of make their run in uh, the other part of the game. They'll be kind of the passing down guy, but the Falcons, there was no check downs. There was no, you know, forcing it to try to get the ball in these guys' hands because I guess they just felt comfortable with Devonte Freeman running the ball. Yeah. And that
1: was his high. And that was his high for, uh, for the season. But he had 19, 21 and 18 in the first three weeks. After that, he hadn't had more than 12 carries in a game. And he did, I mean, he did miss a couple games. But, uh, yeah, that was, uh, easily the season high for Devontae Freeman, which is weird because we saw Tevin Coleman play pretty well without Freeman. Yeah. So it's weird that they didn't go back to him. It was a short week. Uh, maybe Freeman was a little bit more fresh. Uh, I don't know what the situation was there. I would expect that not to happen. I think that's just kind of a, you know, a Thursday night anomaly. Did you hear Drew Brees, uh, Complaining about Thursday night games after oh, the game? Yeah. Everybody has to. I mean,
0: everybody's been doing that. I, I heard – I'm trying to – ah, man, I'm trying to think of who it was. There was someone that did an interview. I want to – I feel like it was like a podcast interview. It was like Barstool or Rappaport or somebody. And they were just slamming Thursday night games. It, it, you know, it's about the NFL doesn't care. They have They have no care for player safety because it was uh, – God, who the hell was it? Because they were given the option. They said, what would you rather have? No preseason. Or no Thursday night games, and they said, um, "Oh, it was Richie Incognito. That's what it was." I now remember wow. Richie Incognito on uh, the "Pardon My Take" podcast, and they said no preseason or no Thursday night games, and it was like pfft, no Thursday night games, hands down, not even not even close. So yeah, it, it it becomes this player safety issue where none of these guys really care. Last question I want to ask you, and I and I know it's an easy one, but I just I know that there's going to be somebody out there that's going to live in this world. You're cool with Kamara. Next week, There nothing stops you from putting Kamara if, if out. If
1: he's there. good to go, he's good to go. Come
0: okay. yeah, yeah, Kamara. If, right? If, God,
1: if, dang it! If he's good to go, he's good to go. I'm not gonna mess with. I, mean, I at agree. All. If they give him a clean bill of health, it's Might. not even a question. But what if he's like questionable going into Friday? I mean, then you just have to pay attention for you know if he's gonna play or not. He's not one of the Saturday games next week, right? Uh, let me let me just double check that and make sure because we do have Saturday games. Don't forget about that. We have Thursday's Denver, Indy. Chicago, Detroit, L.A. and the Chargers and the Chiefs are on uh, Saturday. And then the Saints play early. So they're not like an afternoon game or a night game or anything. So you don't have to worry about, you know, not starting him. I guess maybe if one of your options is Theo Riddick or Kamara – figure something else out or yeah. Cohen or Camara or something. Best thing figure you can get is a clean oh. bill. We just want a clean bill. That's what we're and I for. think you'll get that before the weekend. Okay. So I think you'll know if he's in or out or not, because he'll probably, it, it sounds like he may be out of concussion protocol already. So yeah. if he is, he's going to go and he'll be fine. Next game up was the snowball 2017 Visible game. Yeah, it was crazy. Oh
0: Indianapolis Colts versus the Buffalo bills right before game time. Uh, just, Essentially take out all of your Colts except, like me, I took out Jack Doyle and he scored a touchdown, of course. Uh, But except (laughs) not your running backs. The running backs is where you wanted to stick because this game was blizzardy. It was cold. There were a thousand great memes. Every single one had the uh, at-ats, by the way, because that's a contentious thing, Bogman. It's not AT-ATs, right? It's at-ats. I always called them at ates. I, I guess they are called uh, at at-ats. atats atats. Yeah, I guess okay. that's a, like a thing. But they were, you know, the Star all the different Star Wars one. Like CBS posted one with a woolly woolly mammoth that was sitting in the background. <laughs> uh, you know, winter is coming. Incredible memes that existed all around the game. Not so incredible. Jacoby Brissett, uh, sixty nine yards passing. Nice, 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 nice. With one touchdown. Frank Gore, though, I think this might have been a career high 36 carries for 130 yards. He's a thousand years old. Marlon Mack, though, is a leading receiver. Two catches, 21 yards. D.Y. Hilton also had two for 20. No passing was going on. Did not really change on the Buffalo side as Nate Peterman was the leading passer because we did see some Joe Webb, 57 yards passing in a score. Lashawn McCoy had 32 carries for 156 yards and a touchdown, and Kelvin Benjamin did actually catch a, a ball in this game, three for 38 and a touchdown in one of the more blizzardy games that I can recall. Like it reminded me of the old Patriot Raider game, which got the Tuck rule, except there was like blizzard snow before well, the
1: game. And was uh, oh, kicking call. in that game. So he, he nailed the one to tie it at the end of the game. Um, you know, there was a game a couple years ago that had the same lake effect, but it was in Cleveland. And it was at the end of the year, and it was either Cleveland versus Buffalo or Cleveland versus the Jets. I think it was Cleveland versus the Jets. And it was just about as miserable as this game, except there, like, there was nothing involved. Like both teams had won like two games. It was so bad. Like, at least Buffalo has, like, slight playoff chances here. But uh, there was nothing involved in that game. That one might have been more miserable than this one. This one looked pretty bad, though. There's no redeeming qualities to take from this game. Outside of, like— <laughs> I mean, you can't. Like, there's—you're not going to have another game like this And this you year. knew they were
0: going to run. Like, right. like, this was the— Most I never felt... in a game since 1981. Dude, I—yeah, ne- there were uh, uh, 68 rushes from just the two uh, 30-plus-year-old running backs— I never have felt better about starting Frank Gore than this week because that's all (laughs) that they were going to do. So, but those are like, okay, you got to take those away. There's no other redeeming qualities that we can really take from this. Hey, Kelvin Benjamin had a connection of some sorts with Peterman that maybe can qualify you to feel better about Calvin Benjamin going into week 15 but outside of that i just i don't i didn't feel too much i didn't i didn't there's nothing i would be like oh yeah do this this or this Brissette, blah peterman blah it was i mean if it didn't well, have peterman snow, got hurt too and then joe yeah. Webb came in if it didn't have that snow that would have had like a zero share on watches no one would have watched that game but everyone wanted to watch it because it was it was like a car wreck
1: <laughs> yeah i had the uh the red zone up and there were plenty of times where Siciliano was like, I have no idea where on the where they are on the field. Yeah, I don't time. think the rest did. Nobody so. knew what the hell was going on. It was it was incredible to watch
0: though. Uh, all right, next game up, it is the Minnesota Vikings versus the Carolina Panthers, and the Panthers won, thirty-one to twenty-four. Case Keenum was not the greatest quarterback of all time. Uh, this is just a tribute. 280, two touchdowns, two interceptions. Jarek McKinnon, leading rusher, 46 yards. Latavius Murray shut down to 14 rushing yards. Uh, Adam Thielen is just always incredible. He is Superman. Six for 105 and a score. Kyle Rudolph, three for 41 and a touchdown. And Stefan Diggs, he showed up six for 64. On the Panthers end, Cam Newton, 137 for a touchdown and a pick. He did have 70 yards rushing, though. Jonathan Stewart with an incredible game. 16 for 103 and three scores. Not much to speak of from Christian McCaffrey, and I know a lot of people are playing against him. And contrary to kind of what we might have thought, Devin Funches was serviceable. Three for 59 and a touchdown. Nobody else did squadouche.
1: Yeah, I mean, this is not the formula that Minnesota wants to play by, right? They don't want to throw the ball 44 times and have 21 rushes. That's not... That's not their Vikings game. Football no. is, you know. Uh, Case Keenum has been playing well for what he needs to do. The Vikings wanted to be in that snowball. That's the game they <laughs> want to play. They would have loved that snowball. Uh, let me ask you this: Does one bad week of the Minnesota offense is that going to wreck your faith in McKinnon or uh, Latavius Murray? Um, okay, how you phrase that is
0: tough. Like, I mean, I want to say yeah, like kind of, like we we went back to old stuff, but they've got
1: Cincinnati next week who the Bears just ran all over. Yeah. And then Green Bay the week after that. I mean, those are two great matchups. And to be
0: frank, you know, um one of the things they're gonna like look at this is they got they were taken away from their game and they're gonna probably want to reestablish and come back to it. So there's still flex options to me, but I don't I don't feel as good as I did about Murray before. But you know, they were forced into this situation by Carolina. They were forced to pass, and they've got two great receivers. So, I, okay, maybe I'm turning around. Maybe the answer is, no, I'm not going to let it change too much of my mind. But it, I do still worry about the split, you know? Right. McKinnon, seven. I think,
1: Latavius, nine. I think if I had to go with one of these guys or Tevin Coleman, who we saw just get not used at all last week, I think I would still go with one of the Vikings guys over Tevin Coleman.
0: Uh oh, that. man. Yeah, I would go the tape. I don't know if I would go McKinnon, and maybe that's just my problem. I'm gonna miss out on McKinnon. On well, McKinnon was week. better
1: this week than Murray was. Yeah,
0: yeah, they Th- trade. they're just
1: so 50-50, right? Like I think that's the night. That's the nice and the bad thing about him. Like I don't think one is gonna pull away, really, but. Neither one of them is going to pull away, so yeah, yeah. they're both going to get used. It's the other way in Atlanta where you know you see Freeman get 24 carries out of nowhere. You're like, what the hell is going on? Totally, yeah, exactly right.
0: All right, uh, you did mention the Bears, and you mentioned the uh, Bengals, and they played. And the Bears mud-stomped on the Bengals, 33-7. to Mitchell Trubisky, 271 and a touchdown. Jordan Howard just breaking hearts in this game. 23 carries for 147 <laughs> yards and two touchdowns. But guess what, Tariq Cohen? The formula is back because he was 12 carries for 80 yards and Trubisky had a rushing touchdown as well. I forgot to mention Kendall Wright, uh, 10 catches, 107 yards. Joshua uh, Bellamy had 52 yards and Adam uh, Shaheen, 44 yards and a touchdown. Good on him on to the Bengals. Andy Dalton, 141, a touchdown and a pick. We got AJ McCarron in the game for 47 yards. He wasn't playing for the uh, Browns. Giovanni Bernard was, um, he was good. I shouldn't, I from a rushing in, 62 yards is great. He also led the Bengals in receiving six for 68. So, I mean, 130 total yards. You're going to take that all day, every day. A.J. Green shut down five for 64, and the only touchdown came from Brandon LaFell's big old stone hands.
1: Yeah, this one, this one was strange to see. Cincinnati uh, play so well last week and then go into complete and total meltdown mode. Against the Bears. I mean, you you underestimate the Bears, and they'll beat you. Trust me, I know. I, I've seen it happen. A lot of, uh, by the way, the, it's something
0: about this time of year, <clears throat> I mean— there's an obvious reason when you get to week sixteen and seventeen for sitting and stuff. There's just something about this time of year with some of these garbage
1: teams playing really, really hard to upset people. And, and it's injuries, man. A lot of injuries yeah. happening too because Burfick didn't play. Adam Jones, Adam Jones didn't play. They had, um, oh, uh, Kirkpatrick didn't play. Like they had a bunch of dudes banged up in that game. So bunch of dudes are banged. <laughs> yeah, they, they were they were uh, popped up what do you think about Tariq Cohen moving forward I think last week I asked you if you were comfortable starting him at, at a flex spot and you're kind of like Meh, I don't know I mean what do you think about coming off of this because the next two games are at Detroit and then Cleveland
0: yeah coming off of this game I'm a lot more confident does is it going to pay off I don't know but I feel like we've said this all season This is the formula for these guys. They have nothing in the way of receivers. I mean, outside, you know, Kendall Wright had a good game and everything like that. But Tariq Cohen and Jordan Howard, that is the offense. So they need to fund the best way. This would be like the Falcons losing Julio Jones. They have to establish Tevin Coleman and Devontae Freeman all day. That's what the Bears have to do. So from a flex (laughs) perspective, I'm still in on Tariq Cohen. Very much, this has got to be a PPR thing. Standard. I bet I could talk myself into a better option than him in a standard league as far as a wide receiver goes, but uh, PPR, flex, I can get down with Tariq because those are some good matchups.
1: Dude, I have highlights on in the background here, and they just showed the coin flip from the Bills Bills game. (laughs) And when they flipped the coin, it buried in the snow, and he had to wipe away the snow to see what side it landed on. So awesome. <laughs> uh, in this Cincinnati Chicago game, also uh, Andy Dalton got benched. I don't know what they're going to do moving forward. I don't know if maybe they give McCarron a shot down at the end because I, they're not why playing for they a playoff spot? Why wouldn't they? So, whether by the way, whether it's a
0: let's see what we have and could this be our guy moving forward, or B you're just um, you're uh, presenting him to other teams. I in think
1: Dalton Dalton might be a free agent. After yes, that, I don't remember.
0: I mean, so again. yeah,
1: me neither. He might be an RFA too, uh, or he could have you know the team option and cost a lot of money and they decide they want to go a different way. So uh Dalton might get benched, which would affect obviously the whole offense because we don't know what we have in McCarron. We know is okay. You know, he, he played at the end of, uh, I mean, he, I guess we know a little bit cause he started games, but you're not going to bench AJ green, but you may just have to play bigger upside guys next to him. That's all. Yeah. And don't buy into Kendall, Wright Because, he had 11 catches in his last four games before this game, so don't buy it.
0: Well, I mean, you don't want to buy in necessarily to any Bears at any point. That's well, in kind of top main problem. two Bengals corners hurt. So yeah, but I mean, there's going to be somebody out there that's going to look at this situation with Kendall Wright and they're going to go, well, you know, finally, I got to, yeah, finally, I got to start him <laughs> this week. This is what I got to do. So uh, all right, there you go. That is that game. Next game up on the docket is the Green Bay Packers versus. The Cleveland Browns, the oh, was a good game. Thirteen. Browns. didn't I say that the, the Packers are going to win this game? And you did not believe me. I'm pretty sure I that I said on the, the radio. Browns were going to win this game. Uh, that might have. Happened.
1: And I think I went with you on oh, that. Boy, And that they might. should have. I, did, I don't know how much of this mm. game you got to watch, but this was a complete and total choke job. By the Browns because they were winning most of this game. They they browned it
0: up. That's what happened. Uh, Brett Hundley he had a game two sixty five and three touchdowns. No respect. That's like your Kershaw. Yeah, yeah, Hundley. Yeah, good point, Hundley. Hundley. I just I go quick. Every time uh, you say it, quick, you say it with a T. Jamal Williams, <laughs> Jamal Williams had a great game. Forty-nine yards rushing with a touchdown. He also had seven catches for sixty-nine yards. Nice, nice, and a touchdown. And Devontae Adams, ten catches, eighty-four yards, and two. Touchdowns. Very, very good. Uh, kind of remi- I mean, I'm, I feel like I'm reminiscing of Rodgers and Jordy Nelson, but it's Brett Hundley and Devontae Adams, so that's sad. Uh, <laughs> on the Brown side, Deshaun Kaiser was serviceable. 214, three touchdowns, two picks. Isaiah Crowell had a 100 yard rushing game. Oh my God, 19 for 121. Duke Dookie Duke did nothing in the rushing game, but he did catch a touchdown, four for 41 and a score. Corey Coleman, five for 62 and a touchdown. But all the matters in the world, Josh Gordon, three catches, one touchdown and 69 yards.
1: Nice. Nice.
0: Nice. 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 I love me some Josh Gordon. I, I just – I still can't get
1: over. I mean – He's incredible. He's incredible, man. And like, well – First of all, I can't get over how quick that dude has just that, that's uh, what I mean, because right the dude
0: did get shut down, by the way. He didn't have a catch in the second half, had a monstrous first half, very funny on the memes of he had sunglasses on in the background. <laughs> this is a legitimate question. I'm not trying to be like stupid or funny. I legitimately wish someone had asked him, what does it feel like to play a game sober? Because you do know that last week, right. in theory, was the first time he's ever played football at a high, you know, high, high level outside of high school, or God knows what he was doing in high school, by his terms, sober. And I wonder what that feels like, or at least I bet it was
1: painful or at least, yeah,
0: it's the first time he's played sober in probably eight years or something like that. And I mean, you know, he's not he's not Antonio Browning the world up, but he just steps in. He
1: steps in like the the touchdown. Just imagine if he was in Oakland, you know, or somewhere with a real quarterback.
0: Yeah. The the first touchdown he caught, it was like we're looking at like Julio Jones, man. Yeah. He he plucked it.
1: you know what he reminds me of, dude? And I said this in the group mirror. Yeah, room. I know. David Boston. Yeah, 100%. But, but before Boston got all steroidy, I mean, sure, Josh sure, Gordon yeah, is he did, he's, he's just so built right now. Like I don't, I don't remember him being so thick. Like he kind of looks like Calvin Johnson a little bit. He kind of
0: does, and I mean, this is one of those things. I mean, I kind of we kind of get to say. I mean, we got to get two more weeks out of this, but we're looking at a point of like. This is like real value that wide you got out of him. If, yeah, if you held on to him, you're getting wide receiver two in the most important time, the week before, and in the playoffs. So, hopefully, some people listen to. I'm like, I'm like a crackpot. I'm like, I, literally, it's me as Charlie Day sitting there coming up with a formula. And I'm like, hey, yes, you know, like that's me with Josh Gordon. But sometimes, you know, it sticks. You can throw a thousand We're gonna things gonna on the
1: get wall. Um, <laughs> oh, I'll just go find a job, hanging up jobbies. There are jobs everywhere. Um, get my Gordies. Yeah, I mean- <laughs> I think that um, moving on from Josh Gordon is it okay? Can we move on yeah, from Josh Gordon? That's, that's fine.
0: Uh, uh, Jamal. I Williams- serviced that whole thing uh, many <laughs> times today, so I, it's out of my system.
1: Uh, uh, Jamal Williams and Isaiah Crowell are they're at least high end RB twos right now. They're they've yes. been playing so well. Crowell has put up uh, well over 100 yards, I think, four weeks in a row. Um, Jamal Williams has been playing very well ever since that Pittsburgh game. Yeah. Jamal Williams is lit. Those guys are really, really good. And, uh, Corey Coleman, you know, we talked about it last week, how he had the four targets and no catches and just looked really bad. But with, uh, Gordon getting all the double coverage in the second half, he really started to open up. So Cleveland, Cleveland has somewhat of a non sputtering offense at this point. It actually looks serviceable. If they could. You know, I, I don't I, I don't think that the rebuild with the new regime is going to take as long as they had a quarterback, man. All they need if they had a, vet- They're have a their pick of the litter. If, But so. if they
0: like, OK, throw this in here for a second. Throw Kirk Cousins on this team. I mean, Kirk Cousins, not the best thing in the world, but throw him on this team. And you got Corey Coleman, better Josh Gordon. Yeah, dude, you got uh, Duke Johnson. You have the two type of running backs that we're all looking for. You've got an athletic young tight end and David and Joku. Uh, and they could build around the defense. I mean, that you're 100% right. That's a team that could be competing in two years with how they're built right now.
1: Yeah, they've got a lot of Crazy. good
0: young pieces. But by uh, the way, they're 0 13, as we well, mentioned.
1: Well, I mean, yeah, but you got Miles Garrett and Jabril Peppers, and uh, there's a lot, and they have a lot of money to spend, too. So there's, uh, you know, not like Cleveland is a destination everybody wants to go, but start winning some Cleveland games. You're attractive walks. to. Uh, a free agent, so yeah. uh, I mean that does as does nothing for us this season. You know, I don't know if they'll win a game or not. I hope, but uh, I 2008 uh, Lions can't uh, pop the champagne quite yet.
0: I'm all about like that type of stuff. I will be like I will be locked, in. we will do a live watch of Week 17, of the Browns game. I well, just
1: well because it's Pittsburgh. No, so. is it? Okay,
0: even better. I mean that's a guarantee. Oh, that'll be the best. I hope it happens. All right, let's move on from that that show to something that keeps disappointing me. My Niners winning. What is going on here? The 49ers go into Houston and win 26 to 16. Jay God is the real deal. He he is uh, he's something else. 334 yards, a touchdown, a pick. Carlos Hyde had 78 rushing yards and a touchdown. Marquise Goodwin. That's one thing that I love about Garoppolo that we're learning is Garoppolo knows how to get to his main target. He knows how to get to to check one. I defended Marquise Goodwin yeah, when he was having bad weeks. And you told me how garbage he was. Yeah, well, he's amazing. Six for 106. Garrett Thelick, 67 yards and a touchdown brother of of, uh, Brent Brent Thelick. They both
1: scored touchdowns
0: today. They're so good. Uh, Kyle had 64 yards. (laughs) Yeah, and uh, that was a bit for the Niners. Uh, savage tom was knocked out after 63 yards passing so tj yates time came in 175 yards and two touchdowns that's how bad tom savage is no rushing to really speak of lamar miller 53 yards tj yates had 31 but deandre hopkins maybe uh i mean he's arguably top three wide receiver in the nfl 11 catches 149 yards two touchdowns on 16 targets who cares what anybody else did because it was incredibly
1: minimal I mean, we couldn't have been more right about Goodwin over the last couple weeks. Ever since Jimmy G took over, uh, Goodwin has looked really good, and he's uh, like he's the wide receiver three that you want right now because yes. he's got tons of upside, and he's a number one. Hopkins, to me, is Larry Fitzgerald 2.0. As long as this quarterback isn't Brock Osweiler, it doesn't matter because he'll catch the ball. I mean, he had 11 catches with TJ Yates today, yeah. so he looks really good. And actually, TJ Yates... Look, better than Tom Savage. I wonder if that's going to be a thing that the uh, the Texans are going to do moving forward or if they're going to play TJ Yates or not. But um I don't know. I know I had to pay up Dusty because we bet 10 bucks on the Lamar Miller and Todd Gurley uh earlier. So Oh, uh, did you just, really? I just immediately paid him what 10 What was bucks. the I don't even know what was the bet? Well, because Philly uh, was holding um Oh, you ru- you bet, you bet 68 t- rushing yards. Oh. Hmm. So and then, you know, I mean, not not. I'm not trying to do anything here, but they were playing the Niners. Niners have been awful against the run this year, yeah, yeah. so I think I think they're dead last. So I was like, I bet Lamar Miller more points than uh, Gurley, and absolutely not. So uh, I mean, Miller got banged up a little bit, but he came back
0: in. Paid so. that the man his money. That's what we have to Paid say. Him up. All right, uh, Oakland. Your studs. Oakland, Kansas City, Kansas City, 26 to 15 on the Raiders. Derek Carr sucks. 211, one touchdown, two picks. Marshawn Lynch, uh, 61 yards and a touchdown on seven carries because that's what the Raiders do. Jared Cook was your leading receiver, five for 75 and a touchdown. Michael Crabtree, seven for 60. Amari Cooper played, had one target, did nothing else. It's a classic Amari Cooper game. Kansas City, though, Alex Smith, not a good run that's going on right now. 268, no touchdowns and a pick. Oh, but Kareem Hunt, did somebody call Kareem Hunt this week? 25 carries, 116 yards, and a touchdown. Even Sharkantrick <laughs> West got into the game with a touchdown. Tyreek Hill, 4 for 75. Travis Kelsey, 7 for 74. Albert Wilson even had 72 yards.
1: Yeah, sick grab, too. Yeah,
0: and uh, Kansas City, they do some business uh, taking the win against Finally. the Raiders. Uh,
1: you know, I forgot to put Amari Cooper up there in the uh, the Walking Dead, but he went down and did not look good. No. So he got rolled up on. He was blocking for uh, a running back on one of the, you know, four rushes that the eleven rushes literally that the Raiders had the whole game and he got rolled up. I just I'll never get it, man. I'll just Oakland, they're never gonna learn. And I understand that you use the tool that's the best, right? Like Buffalo runs the ball because LaShawn McCoy is the best player on their team. Yeah. Uh Oakland passes the ball because Derek Carr is the best player on their team. True. But Marshawn Lynch is not a bad player. He had eight point seven yards per carry. For seven effing carries. I don't get it. I'll never understand why they don't run the ball more. And this is why they lose. This is why they lose. Um, yeah, you, can't, you can't put the back on uh, Derek Carr anymore. It's just not working. Kareem Hunt, the Welsh. Uh, trustworthy moving forward, yay or nay. I mean, you got to start him because he's on your team. Yeah, it's not even oh. a
0: question to me. You just got to go. Like, you, you just but, but like,
1: okay, but this. Okay, are you playing floor players or ceiling players next to him?
0: Oh, that's a good question.
1: Um, they have. I'm looking up their schedule right now. They've got the Chargers, who are really bad against the run, but have been tightening it up, and the Dolphins.
0: Next I would games. play ceiling players with him. I would those too. Are great matchups. Yeah, I'm. I'm cool. I, I feel confident. He. he they kind of got their swagger back. And guess what? Alex Smith is not efficient. He is doing. He is doing the opposite of what his protocol is designed for, and that is efficiency. And he is not there. So they're gonna have to lean on the run game, and they did that here. 25 carries. Two good matchups. I'm actually, I might be all in on Cream Hunt through these playoffs. Pat
1: Mahomes. Let's go. Let's go.
0: All right. <laughs> let's go to the next game Detroit Lions against the Bucks 24 21. In a weirdish game, I don't know, just just odd with all the turnovers. Were there like eight turnovers? Did I hear there were eight turnovers nine. in this game? Nine, nine. turnovers, unbelievable. Uh, Matthew Stafford three eighty one, a touchdown, two interceptions. Theo Riddick, a, a massive twenty nine yards rushing, but he did have two touchdowns uh, on the receiving end. Eric Ebron ten for ninety four, it's something because why not? Never done. But I actually had to start him one. actually. I Didn't put him really? in place of Jack Doyle, like with two oh, minutes left. So that one paid off nice. for me, but I don't think I even won that one. Uh, Golden Tate, eight for 85 and a touchdown. Marvin Jones kind of shut down three for 64. Theoretic also, uh, he chipped in six catches for 64 yards. On the Buccaneers In Jameis Winston, 285, two touchdowns, two picks. Peyton Barber. I called this one. I said I wouldn't you be did. surprised when Peyton Barber outdoes it. Absolutely right. Yep. 12 carries. 12 carries, 58 yards. But Doug Martin outscored him because he had a touchdown, but only 26 yards. Chris Goodwin was the leading receiver because, sure, 5 for 68. <laughs> O.J. Howard, Bogman's guy, 4 for 54 and a touchdown.
1: He also had a huge fumble.
0: That's so good. Uh, Mike Evans sucks, 2 for 25. Hi. It's going to be incredible. I'm so excited. We're going to get that mock draft going this week. I'm so excited to see where he goes because he is trash. Cameron Braid even, who we've all, uh, I mean, <laughs> oh, you know, everyone has touted. is
1: touted. Mad at Cameron Braid. Yeah,
0: I mean, oh, dude. he. I mean, he had he scored his projected eight or nine, I wouldn't need 23 points from Kiko Alonso. I'd still need, like, 13 or something like that, or 12. But that is doable. Well, the that best doable part about
1: that is I played you, and O.J. Howard was the reason that Cameron Bray wasn't good. Yeah, that's great.
0: So, uh, yeah, there you go. Nine <laughs> turnovers in this uh, train wreck of a game.
1: Uh, so I, I guess I, I'll have to ask you, what is your trust level as far as anyone in the Tampa Bay backfield goes? Because uh, Peyton Barber did outsnap everybody and and Charles Sims actually outsnapped Doug Martin too. So do you think this is them easing Doug Martin back in or are they kind of pissed off that Doug Martin has not been what they thought he was and Peyton Barber's kind of their guy now? I
0: think just Peyton. I, well, I, I first off I think Peyton Barber has established himself um in some type of a role. So I mean that that's I mean just that done. would
1: just be the lead back. I you know th- it doesn't mean that you're you don't have to start him because he's the lead back on your fantasy team. I don't he's love any the lead of it. back camp Tampa Bay. I don't love
0: any of it. So, yeah. I mean, I'm trying to avoid the situation unless I'm put in a bind. Unless I'm sitting in a situation where I'm looking at my, you know, flex and it's between Doug Martin and say Jones, you know, then that's an easier decision for me or even Peyton Barber for that matter, but I would try to avoid it most likely at all cost. Yeah,
1: I I I agree with you there. Um Teon Green man, only 5 rushes and no catches after a bit of hype. I don't know if you saw any of this hype stuff, that somebody I Somebody started Teon
0: Green against me by the way.
1: Well, he was getting run. Like a lot of people were like, yeah, they're going to start uh, they're, they're going to not play Amir Abdullah because they want to see what Teon Green has. Cuz Teon Green had the, the touchdown last week. Teon Greyjoy Green right after of course. Christine Michael has 100 yards and <laughs> but, 18 carries. I don't think it's like quite that bad, but it was one week of hype. But Theo Riddick had 48 snaps and Teon Green had 14. So I don't, yeah. I mean, it wasn't this game. Maybe he'll get another game. A plus name, at it, by the way. Teon this Green. This wasn't it. That's like A yeah. plus name. Yeah. You kept calling him Teon Greyjoy last week. You yeah. said he was from the Iron Islands. So. <laughs> he was from the Iron Islands. <laughs> yeah. It's
0: funny. <laughs> Castrated. Uh, all right. We go with this game. Yep. All right. Uh, Cowboys. They run them up on the uh, New York Giants, thirty to ten. Dak Prescott with the game of games. Oh boy! If you started him, you probably won your week. Three thirty-two, three touchdowns, no interceptions on the running game. Alfred Morris actually looked decent in it, but he just wasn't massively efficient. Nineteen for sixty-two. But Rod Smith though, six Rod for forty-seven Smith and though. a touchdown while he was catching 5 for 113 and a touchdown. Holy crap. Des Bryant, uh, 3 for 73 with a 50-yard touchdown score. I was excited about that. Cole Beasley got in a little bit, 59 yards. And uh, go to look at the Giants. Eli Manning, he was back in. I saw somebody laughing, like what a brutal stat this was. The game put up a stat. Eli Manning started 212 of 213 games or whatever it was. And it was like, thanks, guys. We know this. Oh, uh, but man. 228, a touchdown, and a pick, and two picks. Wayne Gallman, uh, 12 carries, 59 yards. Nobody else really did anything rushing. Rhett Ellison caught the touchdown from Eli Manning. And outside of that, I mean, Evan Ingram was serviceable, four for 54. Uh, Roger Wayne Lewis. Wayne Gallman.
1: Uh, Wayne Gallman, seven
0: catches for 40. Yeah, Roger Lewis, seven for 46. Sterling Shepard was in the game, but he might as well not have been.
1: I mean, Darqua fumbled. I think that's why you saw a lot of Gallman in this game. Um, It could have also been planned. You know, this is like we mentioned before. This is late in the season. They're going to see what they have out of some of these players. So Gallman could be, you know, for those of us that are alive, uh, Gallman could be a decent pickup if you're looking for somebody. Gallman
0: or Barber? Hmm. I
1: mean, because Darkwa's still there. Man. Um, I think I'd go with Barber. I think I know that Barber is the goal back too, and I don't know what the hell the Giants are going to do okay, or if they're going to score any touchdowns ever. Darkwa or Doug Martin? Doug Martin. Easy. I think I just like Tampa Bay's offense better okay. because the Giants are sputtering, even with Eli. Eli's better than Geno Smith, of course, but even with Eli... I mean they suck yeah I mean I'm going Doug Martin as well too but it's just interesting when
0: we like I'm trying to find a scenario where are you actually sitting where you're starting those guys and I'm not really sure where that
1: is I mean just a flex and a deep league where there's nobody left yeah, like hey. that's yeah. and yeah, I mean that's somebody you can pick up uh Des had the fifty yard touchdown. Outside of the fifty yard touchdown, he had like, two catches for twenty four yards. Sucked. He had the Mike Evans
0: day, dropping all the freaking ball. Like, like I actually called him <laughs> earlier in the in our group me chats in the football. The group me room blows up on Sundays. I mean, it, it really throughout the week, but Sundays is just an incredible thing. And someone was like, "What the hell's wrong with Des?" And I'm like, "Ah, it's, it's garbage." And I kind of liken the idea of Des Bryant to Ty Hilton. Like, I think we need to look at Ty Hilton and Des Bryant in a similar way next year because. They're just not fully trustworthy now. Maybe that changes. Ezekiel Elliott changes the whole just like dynamic of that offense in general, so that he's going to benefit from that. But I just don't know. Dez is just not a—he's not a trustworthy option anymore. He's going to float in that late second-ish area.
1: Yeah, if that. Yeah, you if know, that. I uh, mean, people I,
0: name recognition will probably get him there. You're probably right. He might be third. Yeah, I mean, if Larry Fitzgerald plays again next year, would you rather have Fitzgerald or Dez? Might be Larry. I got an I got an amazing question for you. Who do the Cowboys play the next two weeks? Um, I can look I'm it up see real if we quick. Can look that up. Yeah, you look that up while I have this up, and I'm going to ask you this question. Now, the reminder people should know is Elliott does come back week 16. So if you think that benefits Raiders and Seahawks. Okay, Raiders and Seahawks. The player I'm going to mention to you plays Tennessee and Jacksonville. Who would you rather play? Uh, let's go next week, even. So who do they play? Raiders? The Raiders. Yeah, that's a good matchup. Raiders or Tennessee, who would you rather start? Des Bryant or Marquise Goodwin?
1: Oh, well, they play Jackson, uh Tennessee. San Francisco play Jacksonville? Tennessee. They play Tennessee.
0: Yeah. Week 16 um, is Jacksonville for San Francisco.
1: Man, Oakland's defense is bad. It is bad. I think I'll go with Des still.
0: So. I think I would, too. I don't like it. But I could see myself having the argument.
1: I would start half of Antonio Brown over either one of them.
0: Ooh, if you were told you only get <laughs> two quarters of Antonio Brown or a whole game of Des Bryant. Antonio Brown. Not even close,
1: right? Not even close. Yeah. I, can I pick the quarters? Yeah. <laughs> yeah like or is it one th- and four? Because I would go three and four. Just when the defense is the most tired. So. All
0: right. Are we done with this uh, dumb game? Yeah, let's go on to the next dumb game. All right, next dumb game. What really was a dumb game? It was Tennessee <laughs> Titans versus the Arizona Cardinals. This stupid game ended seven to twelve. Seven to twelve. Marcus Mariota, one hundred fifty-nine yards uh, passing. Nothing else to speak of. Demarco Murray, thirty-four yards rushing. Ooh, uh, Henry. 20 yards rushing, but he did have a score. Ooh. Eric Decker showed up. <laughs> He's the number one guy. He's the number one guy now. No Richard Matthews, no Corey Davis, nobody else. Three catches, 56 yards. Delaney Walker had five for 42. On the Cardinals end, though, Blaine Gabbert, a monstrous 178 passing. No touchdowns, no picks. Kerwin Williams, 20 carries for 73 yards and receiving. Larry Fitzgerald did not have a Fitzgerald-y type game. Only five catches for 44. But, re- I mean, <laughs> reminder,
1: this was a 7-12 to game. I'm sorry, I was getting caught up because my, my uh, app screwed up, and it, I was like, why is the next game Sacramento at Toronto? I don't get that. <laughs> that would be a, something else, yeah. Um, Yeah, this game was weird. Uh, Murray and Henry combined for 54 rushing yards. Kerwin Williams had 73 by himself. So I, I'm, I'm just, you know, we were having a tough time picking one of these guys earlier, right? It was like, ah, one of them's going to be good, one of them's going to be bad. Now they both suck. Yeah, they do. So... I'm having a hard time. Like, I almost started Derrick Henry, but I went with Gio Bernard over Derrick Henry this week. And, you know, obviously, that was the smart play. And then matchups, by the way, they have. They've got San Francisco
0: this coming week. So that's a whole other ballgame. Which
1: seems like a good matchup, but, I mean, Lamar Miller wasn't that great against them. And they're splitting carries.
0: Yeah, they're completely splitting splitting carries. And then it's the Rams in Week 16.
1: Yeah, and that uh, Niner game is on the
0: road, too. Who would you rather start, uh, Carlos Hyde or Demarco Murray? No, yeah, Carlos Hyde. 100% yeah, Carlos easy. Hyde is not the close. the start in this in that game.
1: Yeah, yeah, not close. I don't think that's close at all. Just the, the way that Tennessee's offense has been, it's been really, really bad lately. Um, a gun to your head. You have to pick one to start, and if you choose wrong, you'll die. Oh, Eric Decker or Corey Davis for the rest <laughs> of the season. Uh, Eric Decker. <laughs> Well, I got you to say you'd start Eric Decker because you I like guess one. I mean, Corey no. Davis
0: is just not like it never happened. Marcus Mariota never happened. And that's a bigger problem in this whole thing. Marcus Mariota. Are
1: you still really a big, stupid idiot if you want to drop
0: Corey Davis in a keeper league right now? I'm still not doing it. I mean, unless you keep four. I, I think I said this before. You keep what four. If you kind of need a running six. back
1: and you could get Wayne Gallman
0: um if you keep four or six sure i mean i guess if you want to make the move yeah go
1: ahead i mean i guess but if you're keeping eight or ten okay, or something I, like yeah. that i just don't i don't know he's just playing so bad it's kind of one of those things where you know it's would you cut bait on potential to win this year and i well 10 out of 10 times i would say yes i
0: don't know wayne gallman is the thing that wins me this year unless i'm having to start like who am i having to start kerwin williams and i'm like we'll pick up Derrick henry I'd rather start Derek Henry than Gall- <laughs> Gallman or Henry. I'd rather start Henry. I think.
1: I'd rather start Gallman.
0: Nah, yeah, start both Henry suck. versus
1: matchup. Nah, Niners. Derek Henry. I'd go Henry. So. All right. We we should do. We should put that on the board, Juniman. If you're actually still doing that stuff, put on uh, zero next- zero zero shares of doing that. <laughs> zero shares of doing that. Uh, well, somebody uh, keep us posted? I said for next week, Wayne Gallman the Welsh said Derek Henry. It's the most boring bet that there's ever been.
0: No, oh, it's going to be the dumbest bet of all time. All right. Uh, ready for another dumb game?
1: Yeah, I mean, Gabbert looked like himself. Larry Fitzgerald wasn't amazing, but Fitz, he was he's the, the
0: only receiver. player I think in this entire game that is trustworthy on a week-to-week basis. Maybe Rashard Matthews, even though he bombed out, he'll, uh, he'll no, rebound. because he
1: because he's coming back from injury. I still don't trust him. I want to see a game from him before I trust him. All right, none of them, and it might be uh, you know not Marcus Mariota next week, so who knows?
0: Uh, next game up: Denver Broncos, New York Jets, and the Broncos shut them out twenty-three. But you're happy nothing. about
1: this game because um, that
0: means that. The Broncos and Niners don't have the same amount of wins. Ooh, yes, I am happy about this. I also had to start Trevor Simeon against you in the league I that I'm that. down by 23, and Who it's is not your other option? Dude, it was Brissett.
1: Oh yeah, so I, yeah. I bench
0: Brissett uh, to put him in. So that's yeah, because
1: I out. saw that I'm like, what is he? Is he trying to get me to win? What's happening right now? Nope, <laughs> I
0: just didn't
1: want to win myself.
0: I guess I, that's the league I have. Aaron Rodgers, and I just needed to get. To next week, not happening. Uh, Josh McCown, who was knocked out of the game, only had 46 passing yards and a pick. Bryce Petty got in, he sucked. Bilal oh. Powell, Matt Forte, suck, suck. Robbie Anderson, suck. 27 yards. Literally, everything that could Dude, have gone wrong with yards, yards passing, yeah. I everything mean, that could have went wrong did go wrong. They had a hundred and uh, what is that, 119 offensive
1: yards. I mean, Denver's defense is still. Really good. So if you give them the opportunity, they'll take advantage. Trevor Simeon, 200 yards and a touchdown. No picks look good. CJ
0: Anderson is just so inefficient and ridiculous that they still give him 22 carries. He had 48 yards. Devontae Booker, nine for 22. Everyone was horrible. Demarius Thomas showed up out of nowhere. Eight catches, 93 yards and a touchdown. Emmanuel Sanders, four targets, only one catch. Cody Latimer shows up. I mean, it's, it's just embarrassing to see what they put up with, but it was nice for many people for Demarius Thomas, though I would worry how many people you think had Demarius Thomas on their bench?
1: Uh probably a decent amount because he's been god awful. I mean, he had twenty seven, eighteen yards, but before that he had sixty four, forty four, and seventy all with a touchdown. So I you know, I think I would say that eighty five to ninety percent of lineups that had Demarius Thomas had Demarius Thomas starting. Right? Let's hope so. I think so. Probably. I mean, you know, maybe if I had Marquise Goodwin and then, you know, you didn't lose much. I think that so. that literally could have been a situation people were put in. Yeah. And you didn't lose much. I mean, if
0: you lost by those four yeah, points, point. it sucks to be you. Yeah. But good point. Unless you started like Amari Cooper over him.
1: Yeah. yeah. Or start Mike Evans. Amari Cooper. If you start Mari Cooper, then you're a big silly goose. What you idiot you Mike Evans, starting Mike <laughs> Evans over Demarius Thomas. Is there?
0: I mean, I don't have much for this game. So if you've got, um,
1: I mean, it's hard to move forward with any Jet. Like, oh, Robbie, Robbie Anderson. Anderson
0: is hurt. Yeah, I mean, not nah, he's not hurt, but his value took a big
1: sting. Yeah, Bryce Jones. Petty's the worst, dude. Yeah, Bryce Petty's Bryce Petty was worse than Jared Goff last year, and Jared Goff was one of the worst quarterbacks I've ever seen last. Can season. you start Robbie Anderson player. this coming? No. Week? I don't think he can. I don't think not he can with Bryce either. Betty. No way. Uh, it's hard to start anybody like because they're, they're just going to put 10 in the box to stop the run. You can't start Powell. You can't start Forte. I don't know if you can start any single player in the Jets offense moving forward if McCown is not playing. I wouldn't. No, I wouldn't either. I mean, they got New Orleans and the Chargers the next couple games. Those aren't uh, particularly amazing matchups anyway, the way the uh, those two teams have been playing. So. I, I wouldn't want to start them in most cases. This just solidifies it. Go with your other guy. Did Demarius Thomas buy himself like another week of like feeling really confident? Yeah, I think so. Okay. I, I mean, I'm fairly confident, in DT, anyway. Especially when Emmanuel Sanders is completely banged up and not playing uh, like like Emmanuel Sanders. So I'm fine starting Demarius Thomas next week. Yes.
0: Okay. Uh, next game up was the Washington Redskins versus the Los Angeles Chargers because they have a over 500 record. Kirk Cousins, he was not great. 151, one touchdown, one pick. Probably killed a lot of fantasy hopes. As did Samaj P. Ryan, 17 for 45. He got banged up and hit out of the game. And Lashon Daniels Jr and I love is it it's L U S H U N is it LaShawn? Is it is Lashun. it literally LaShawn? LaShawn from from Iowa yep I was trying to give credit and say LaShawn, but it's Lashon <laughs> Daniels Jr got a couple carries in there Josh Doxson, uh leading receiver as was James uh Jameson Crowder both three catches 34 yards but Vernon Davis had the one touchdown TD on- for VD Yeah and the on the uh, Charger end. Philip Rivers 319 Two touchdowns, no picks. Just a a standard Philip Rivers, great game. Melvin Gordon, 22 for 78 yards and a touchdown. And he uh, only had one catch, which is a little disappointing. I always expect a little bit more. Uh, Two 100-yard receivers, though. Tyrell Williams, four for 132 and a touchdown. Keenan Allen, six for 111. And Hunter Henry had four catches, 50 yards and a touchdown pretty much getting all the usual suspects in the game. That's what Phillip rivers does. And the chargers continue to make a playoff push and they are one of the better AFC teams, uh, AFC teams going down right now.
1: I saw uh, Deandre Hopkins just tweeted out at AB 84, slow down, man. I'm trying to catch up. Sheesh. (laughs) Um, Oh, Keenan That's Allen, what a stuff. disappointment. Only six for 111 when he had been going full God mode and he'd have had at least 20 more yards, four more catches and a touchdown. Yeah, he went uh, off so. all Madden
0: and went to all pro. How disappointing.
1: Yeah, he went. Uh, he went to just a pro bowler instead of a Hall of Famer over the yeah. last four weeks. Um, I mean, there's not a lot to pull out of this outside of it might be tough to start Redskins. That's two big blowouts in a row. For them, They've got Arizona and Denver to end the season, to end the fantasy season anyway. So those are really tough defenses to play. So uh, who do you feel safe starting if you're a uh, Redskins owner? Is it P. Ryan and that's it? I mean, is it? I don't I mean, know sure that I'm it is. Banged up. I'll be honest with
0: you. Um, I mean, maybe you can put Crowder out there if you want to get down with that. But check this out. Who would you rather start next week? Who do the Redskins play next week? Did we? Arizona. Okay, Arizona. Would you rather start Kirk Cousins versus Arizona or Jimmy Garoppolo versus, who did I say? Tennessee.
1: Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah. I mean, I'm just. I, I mean, it's just the, uh, you know, Garoppolo's been putting up 300 yard games and Kirk Cousins bottoming out here. Like, he's losing himself a lot of money. Yeah. Kirk Cousins, last couple of weeks here. Um, I mean, the Chargers looked really good to the point where, you know, maybe you're picking up guys like uh, Williams and uh, Hunter Henry if you're. Um, tough at your tight end spot because he he's starting to come around too. The chargers you? are yeah Why i mean you? they're they're hitting on all cylinders by the way i'm watching josh mccown's uh press conference and he's crying so i think that's pretty mm. pretty safe to say he ain't gonna play again
0: this year yeah i mean maybe he's just like crying because of the idea of bryce petty being behind the center i mean i am yeah
1: quietly so
0: yeah there's not, nothing much more to take from that game shall we move Let's go. Jacksonville Seattle Jacksonville. What a powerhouse winning 30 to 24 against Seattle. Russell Wilson one of just the more odd games because he had three interceptions, but he also had three touchdowns kind of saving it. I believe in the fourth quarter for two seventy one. Mike Davis was a leading rusher. I guess that's what's going on now sixty six <laughs> yards. Russell Wilson had fifty. McKissick, um you know, just kind of nowhere to be seen. And uh, you know, I just I just love that we're seeing these names. we don't see Rawls and Lacey. Uh Tyler Lockett for Tyler Lockett. Like four for 90 and a score doug baldwin had a touchdown paul richardson had a touchdown both really good days and uh, mckissick had five catches though for ppr blake bortles 268 two touchdowns for the jaggy wars leonard fournette 24 carries 101 yards one touchdown literally that is just standard fournette that is what he does keelan cole three catches 99 yards and a touchdown dd westbrook uh, doing his thing, 5 for 81 in a score. Marquise Lee, 5 for 65. And Fournette even caught four balls for you. So a pretty dominant week 14, week one of the playoffs for Fournette. Just exactly what you expected.
1: Uh, did you see the end of this game and all the shenanigans? Yeah,
0: but I, okay. So here's what I missed in all of the craziness. I missed what set Michael Bennett off
1: to go jump into the stands. Did someone throw something? Well, it wasn't him? Michael Bennett. That wasn't oh. Michael Bennett. That was, uh, um, God, like I him. can't remember. Uh, no, Michael Bennett started the whole thing because during the kneel down, Bortles and the Jaguars are doing the kneel down. He went after the center's knees. So, uh, I think somebody stomped on him mm-hmm. and then, uh, the guy that got kicked out, God, I can't remember his name. Uh, but the guy that got kicked out, punched somebody in the face and Leonard Fournette went after that dude. And it was Cam Robinson and Michael Bennett and the other, uh, well, who the, was the, the guy that was going guy. into the stands? That's who I'm trying to, I'm trying to think of no, his I name. I swear right to God, right. I thought it was Michael Bennett. Okay. It, but, but it was why, not. It was not. Why did uh, someone
0: just say something to him?
1: No, uh, they threw, somebody threw a big jug of Gatorade at him from the stands. Oh man. And so. He, you know, he won, was pounding off over there like he was going to go do some. Quentin Jefferson, that's what it was. Do like so, a run our test. Yeah, and then um, he's standing over there screaming at the Jaguars fans, and then somebody throws another one at him, oh. and that, and he he started to walk away, and um, and then he tried to jump up in the stands, and the Seahawks guys are like grabbing him by the jersey, trying to get him away from there, and um, I mean, it was just a whole bad looking, messy scene uh, for the Seahawks, and. Uh, that that dude's 100% getting suspended. I would expect uh, that Bennett is also going to get suspended for starting this whole thing. Cam Robinson might, and Leonard Fournette was in the middle of it. Get out of there. They, they yeah, That's what I was screaming. I'm God like, get out of there. Dang, dude. I would
0: be. Oh, I got well, Fournette they, in our big league. Dude, I got I'm only, juju. two more.
1: Two more, and I got freaking Fournette. I can't have this. They did it to Juju. Don't. So I don't, you know. I don't think he'll get suspended. I think he'll get a big fine for, you know, going back out. I mean, he was on the field. He didn't leave the bench or anything. But for going back into the fray after the referees were uh, separating them. But um, it was just an ugly scene. Real yeah, bad. Very, very ugly. Um, Fantasy-wise, uh, Westbrook had his best game as a pro. He had over, uh, he had like 80-something yards in a score. So he, that was nice. He's in like Goodwin
0: range. I think you can start him as a wide receiver three if you are really low. If you're choosing between Decker and Westbrook. I'd rather go Westbrook.
1: Yes, hundred percent. Okay, hundred percent. And uh, Mike Davis, uh, two weeks in a row, he's looked pretty good, so he might be an option. Mike Davis or Doug Martin? Mike Davis. Me too. Okay, we yeah, agree. I mean, he's just the you know, he's the guy there, and there's too much messing around, too much Charles Sims and yeah. uh, Peyton Barber and everything. So, all right, next game. Next game. Eagles. Rams. Scores.
0: Did so much see- scoring.
1: Did you see on Deadspin? Someone posted it and grouped me that um, that the Rams were hiring actors to play Rams
0: that. fans. Yeah, I saw that. That was funny. <laughs> that was pretty funny. Uh, Carson Wentz, two ninety one, four touchdowns, one interception, and a possibly torn ACL. Nick Foles did come in six for ten for forty two yards. Mm, you know, maybe he can get it done. JJ finally got the uh, he got the go. Fifteen carries, seventy eight yards. It wasn't incredible. But at least he got the majority of it, which was what we were looking for. Let's just cut Legarrette Blunt out of this and give him more carries. That would be great. That'd be great. Okay, thanks, (laughs) Peter. Uh, Torrey Smith six for one hundred. Almost picked him up and started him in the league. So glad he didn't. Uh, Trey Burton five for seventy-one and two touchdowns. Who needs Zach Ertz? Alshon Jeffrey. I know. Is that uh, Alshon Jeffrey five for fifty-two and a touchdown? Nelson Aguilar had eight catches for sixty-four. What does all of that mean? We didn't mention who got that
1: last Eagle touchdown though.
0: Oh, Brent Thelick, Cincinnati. Cincinnati. That's right. Uh, the Rams did lose the game, but Jared Goff was efficient. 199, two touchdowns. Todd Gurley doing his thing. Only 13 carries, but he still put up 96 yards and two touchdowns. He also caught three balls for 39. Uh, Sammy Watkins got a score, but Cooper Cup was the man of the hour. Five for 118 and a touchdown. I was playing him in two leagues. One it didn't matter and one was against you in the one uh stupid league that I'm gonna lose.
1: <laughs> yeah, um I mean obviously it's gonna be Nick Foles moving forward, so uh, you know, it's not like How you're much gonna do drop- you downgrade these guys. How much will you downgrade Ertz? Will you downgrade Jeffrey? Twenty five percent at least. Oh really? See I was more in the fifteen percent. I mean look, Alshon Jeffrey is is the safest one out of them all because he's still going to get tons of targets, right? But if if he's not having an efficient day, like I think that your wide receivers tick down, your running backs tick up. I, I think that Blunt moves up a little bit, Ajay moves up a little bit because they, they have to. You're going to have to rely on those guys because Nick Foles is not Carson Wentz. You know what it does to me? This is what it does. I think it eliminates the idea of me
0: even considering a guy like Torrey Smith. Maybe I really right, ju- I, right, right. I push down Aguilor a little bit. Jeffrey comes up, even though Aguilor might even be the beneficiary of Nick Foles, to be honest with you.
1: I don't think so. But
0: I'm gonna am I'm gonna nix Tory Smith from being an option, knock uh, Aguilar down a notch where that could make him out of the rotation pending another player. Jeffrey stays the same. Ajayi stays the same. Maybe Blunt in, a, in another option, but really. I mean, I don't feel comfortable starting Foles, so just don't do that to yourself.
1: All the outlets are ready to crap on Foles, like they're ready. Well, yeah. I saw Roto World was like, Nick Foles comes in and struggles replacing uh, re- replacing Carson Wentz. He threw ten balls. He completed six of them. That's sixty percent. That's okay. Yeah, you know, it's not not like he had a hundred yards or anything, but that, that's you're doing okay right there. But they are ready to take a dump all over. Uh, whenever he's not good. So. I'd be interested
0: though. This might be a fun thing to talk about. So just get in your brain for whoever is left listening for the people that just run away from this, as you get eliminated on the radio show, I feel like this would be a good topic of conversation to say like, you know, who are some options as far as the Eagles go, you know, who like Nelson Aguilar, would you start him? I, I want that's what we're going to do. We're going to do another matchup game and I want some matchups and I'd love to see a Nelson Aguilar or two matchup to talk about on the radio on Wednesday, nine to 11 p.m. Eastern on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network.
1: Yeah, um, not much else to pull out of this game. Obviously, Todd Gurley was good. Cooper Cup with another 100-yard game. That's two in the last three yep. uh, games. So he seems like a pretty safe dude to start moving forward. Whoever's the number one?
0: That's It's like the Garoppolo thing. Like, you, you like yeah. off. they seem like the same quarterback. You make the number one work. You know how to get the ball to your number one target. So that is good. All right, this is the last game. I'm, uh, okay, let me set this up first, and then I'll tell you what I'm going to do. <laughs> The Pittsburgh Steelers win right at the end of the game, cause Bogman to lose at least two years on his life, and at least go up a dose in his blood pressure medicine, because King that the is North. ridiculous, winning 39-38 to 38 against the Baltimore Ravens, so much so that someone had the audacity to tweet how excited <laughs> they were for Angry Bogman for the podcast too soon. Too oh, soon, yeah. buddy. Yeah. That was too uh, soon.
1: You know, you know when I knew the Steelers were winning when that
0: dude tweeted me? Uh, well, I saw it late because I was just in, in doing a bunch of stuff. And uh, I looked down at the tweet, and I was like, well, that's not smart. That's that's <laughs> calling scoreboard in the third quarter. But let me get through the stats here. Joe Flacco, 269, nice for two touchdowns and a pick. He looked okay. Alex Collins, i got to be honest with you. I don't know if the Steelers made Alex Collins look better. I've, I've, I've watched him uh, I mean, he's multiple good. games. He is explosive. He is so, so explosive. He, like The way oh, he can hit a hole and burst out, it is really incredible. I'm excited to watch him more. 18 carries, 120 yards and a touchdown. Buck Allen had two touchdowns on 25 yards. Mike Wallace, three for 72. Chris Moore had a touchdown on 48 yards. Alex Collins also caught a couple for 46. Jeremy Macklin was kind of shut out in the game. and Danny Woodhead had four catches. The Pittsburgh Steelers, though, <laughs> 506 yards. From Ben 66 Roethlisberger, passes. 66 passes, 506.
1: 44 completions.
0: And two touchdowns. D-
1: Derek Carr they threw 44 point. passes.
0: Derek Carr threw 44. Ben Roethlisberger completed 44. They
1: won by they won this game by one point. That's great. And he had 506 yards. All right, let me get to this. Let me get to this. Yeah, damn it. Let me get to this.
0: Lev Bell, 13 carries, 48 yards, two touchdowns. He also caught a ball or caught a touchdown. Nine for 77 and a touchdown. That is three scores. Antonio Brown eleven for two thirteen. Jesse James ten for ninety seven. Martavis Bryant, I swear to God, I felt like Martavis Bryant caught thirteen passes, but he only caught six. He did have ten targets for. 33 well, he had a yards. couple. He returned some kicks too. Yeah, he was like, just everywhere. So, real quick, here's what's gonna happen. Okay, I'm gonna take my headphones off. And I'm going to leave for a minute.
1: No, no, I already I, – I did it in the beginning. No, do your I'm thing. Okay. Well, I, I'm going to go plug in well, my charger to my I'll, computer, I'll, and I'm going to give you 30 seconds. All
0: right, fine. Putting down the headphones. All
1: right, well, I mean, the Steelers played a terrible, terrible defensive game and has me really uh, concerned for what's going to happen next week. But, you know, they won this game. Um, Martavis Bryant, uh, I just – you can't start him because Juju's going to be back next week. All he does is return kicks. Looks like the laziest MF out there. Antonio Brown is the MVP of the league right now. I'm back. So because Carson Wentz uh got hurt, Antonio Brown has got to be the lead, and there's never been an MVP that wide receiver. So
0: best there ever is, best there was
1: ever was. Was that, Bret Hart? Best there is, best there was, best there ever will be. Except for Jerry Rice. That can be his motto. Um, I mean maybe, you know. I no, mean he's he's got a chance. So no, he nobody. Has zero chance. He's, he's He's the, the modern-day Rice, so if he passes Rice's numbers, then uh, he's got a chance. So Yeah, it, 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 zero chance. I will put— uh, I thought you were I, just plugging in your charger, and you're going to let me have my minute.
0: No, no, no. Yeah, I'm telling you, Antonio Brown can—I'm not even against, if you want to say Antonio Brown's going to be better than Randy Moss, he will not be better than Jerry Rice. He will not surpass the catches— well, I mean, the catches maybe no. He I said the, the yards not going to happen. It's not going to he, he, happen.
1: He's going to pa- he's going to pass all those numbers only because they throw the ball sixty six times now. No. They never did that in Jerry Rice's days. I've said this a million times. Stop watching Jerry football Rice when it is going to be the goat all you know all the time. But A B might wind up passing all his numbers. No so way. no way
0: business was booming. Steelers, you can start you you already covered. Don't start Martavis Bryant. Start Juju. All that stuff.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, from the Baltimore side, I just I don't trust Andy Woodhead. Uh, You can't trust Jeremy Macklin. I don't know if I trust any Baltimore wide receivers. I think the only Baltimore player I trust is Alex Collins right now. Yeah, I love Alex Collins. I'm, I'm
0: agreeing with you. All right. Monday night game. Uh, this is all predictions. I would expect with no Gronk, I'd expect a dose of uh, Danny Amendola. Uh, maybe, I don't know how what, if Chris Hogan is actually going to play or what how efficient he'll be. It's the white wide receivers game. Yeah, it, yeah 100%. But I do expect uh, Danny Amendola to be uh, active in this game. You'll probably have it, it's standard stuff. Tom Brady does stuff. Deion Lewis rushes a touchdown. Rex Burkhead uh, does all the things. Danny Amendola catches asked, eight passes, and hopefully Kenyon Drake does something.
1: I was asked the before uh, the Steelers game, Danny Woodhead or Devontae Parker, and I went with Parker, because, I, you know, Dolphins are going to have to catch up. But they don't throw to Devontae Parker. Well, I mean, they're going to throw the ball a lot because it's New England they should get down really quick. That's a good so. point. All right, so that is the game. Hopefully Tom Brady throws for
0: 600 yards and seven touchdowns, and then I might <laughs> win that one matchup. But that is your Week 14 review, Week 1 of the Fantasy Playoffs. That stuff is exciting. But let's talk about waivers, which could be very, very important going in to this round it's in this league
1: it's not real
0: well it was real
1: but you see i got sick and all the hair fell out so i had to wear this mm. thing
0: how'd you get sick
1: i loved a woman who wasn't clean mrs santa that was in this league wave wires well, we got wave wire pickups a bunch of wavery waiver stuff um quarterback we got jimmy garoppolo your guy nick Foles, blake bortles joe flacco Easily, Jimmy Garoppolo, right? Without question, it's uh, who's two, Bortles. Yeah, let's Foles? look at the. I don't know what. The,
0: let's see. <laughs> Anybody but Foles, you're saying? <laughs> uh, let's see, Bortles, because I already forgot if we had talked about it. Jaggy, the Jaguars go Houston and then San Francisco the next two weeks. So I mean, San Francisco, they did some. I mean, 330 yards from Jimmy G, from uh, Jay God on Houston. I would say Blake Bortles is going to do some damage. Jimmy
1: G, I mean, Blake Bortles might even be number one here. No, Jimmy G is. Um, I think I, well, wait a minute. Who, who are the Niners schedule? The Niners it, are playing Tennessee and then Jacksonville. Uh, yeah, you know what? Bortles is number one because I don't want any part of Jacksonville. Nick Foles yeah. has the Giants and the Raiders. Oh uh, No, I just ups. don't want Foles. I just don't want him.
0: Yeah, uh, Bortles, Jimmy G, and then. but I'll tell you this. I would go. I'm at, I might personally. I'm going to go Foles over Flacco.
1: Um, man, that, that sounds like throws a the ball a lot. Y- yeah, I think I would too. Sounds like a drink, by the way. That Foles over like, Flacco sounds like like Ben Foles Flacco. That sounds like a uh, a band, right? Bombs over Baghdad. Woo! <laughs> it's like Outcast. It's yeah. It's
0: either an Outcast song, Foles over Flacco, or it's a hundred percent something that you mix like cough syrup Sprite. And then you put, you know, some gelatin in it or something. God,
1: that's something. Um, <laughs> running backs, so we got Wayne Gallman, Kerwin Williams, Mike Davis, Theo Riddick, Teon Green, Rod Smith. Jonathan Stewart is still unowned. We've been telling you to pick him up well, every point. E- I mean, Peyton Barber is still out there. So Let's assume
0: Stewart is owned here.
1: He's 38%. He's lower than some of these MFs.
0: Okay, so, he, okay, advice. Pick him up if he's available. Now let's okay. assume that he's not available. Now let's right. pick
1: three. Kerwin Williams, Wayne Gallman, Mike Davis. Mm. Mike Davis, Wayne Gallman. Would you have Mike Davis two? Uh yeah, Davis two. Okay, Williams, Davis is one Davis, for me. And then Gallman.
0: I'm going Davis. Let's see, AP I don't know, AP could start. I w- I'm gonna go Davis Gallman. Will uh, Riddick. That. No, I don't want Riddick. Get out of here, Williams. I'm going to go Riddick. <laughs> Davis. I mean,
1: Riddick scored the two touchdowns, so it's nice Davis, to Riddick, of, Gallman. That's where I'm going. Davis, Riddick, Gallman. I mean, when is Riddick going to score two touchdowns again? I don't think it's going to happen. Uh, running backs are much, much better than the wide receivers here. We've got Kendall Wright, which we've already told you don't pick up. Mike Wallace, who we've said we don't trust. Joe Flacco. Will Fuller with TJ Yates or Savage Tom. Meh. DD Westbrook. Okay. Yep. Corey Coleman. All right. Yep. Zay Jones. Absolutely not. Josh Stockton, no thank you. Travis Benjamin, no thank you. So I think your options here are Dee, Dee and Coleman. Who would you go with? Coleman and then Deedee. Dee. Yep. And then none of them, right? And then yeah. If you had to pick a- one other one. Boy. Um I think I'd be with Wallace.
0: I want to say Dachshund, but I'm going to, I'll go with you, Wallace. Everyone else
1: sucks. Yeah, I mean, either way, they're not good.
0: Yeah, yeah, don't put yourself in that situation. So, and again, we don't need to go top five in this scenario because that doesn't matter at this point. You're just no, you're picking no, it's up what, your pure it's, need. Yeah, it's what you need. Right. The good, the bad, and the ugly, it is happening right now. Are you having so much fun, punk? Well, are you? It's time for the good, the bad, and the ugly. The good? It's not what I wrote from before. So let's just delete that because guess what? Steeler game wasn't over. And this is a (laughs) trifecta. Ben Roethlisberger throwing for 500 yards. Lev Bell rushing for three touchdowns. And Antonio Brown receiving for over 200 yards. I mean, you're talking about the top class of wide receiver and running back doing exactly what you expect. And we said this. Somebody asked us on the radio show, and they asked us about... Ben Roethlisberger, and we said Ben Roethlisberger at home. You, you, yes, you, like what you do is you start Ben Roethlisberger at home at all costs. I pray. I don't remember who it was it called, but I pray that that dude listened and started <laughs> Roethlisberger.
1: Prayers up for Caesar. I think. That oh, was Caesar, Caesar,
0: out here in Arizona. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I couldn't have said it better myself, the Welsh. So uh, thank you for uh, giving my team some credit and uh, putting all three of those guys, the trifecta. Uh, for the good, what's the bad?
0: Tennessee's running game—it's it's become one of the most untrustworthy. When it looked like it was maybe even Kerwin even, Williams, it had more yards than, than both both of
1: Tennessee oh backs put together.
0: Dude, uh, Demarco Murray and and Derrick Henry look like a better version of Freeman and Coleman at one point, point. and it's just atrocious. And it's not something you can get down with. But I'll tell you. One of the biggest things you can't get down with in the back half of the season is Mike Evans. Mike Evans is the ugly here. Two catches, 25 yards, four, five targets that were thrown his way. Now, I mean, <sighs> weeks 11 and 12, he had his, you know, 10 targets and he had some catches and whatnot. But he has had two catches in two straight games.
1: Has not had I a touchdown is, since
0: week seven.
1: Yeah, the and real, the, the really bad last two games... That's been since Jameis Winston came back. Yeah, it's he is not the number one. Is he uh, garbage? All offense has got problems, man. Like Deshaun Jackson, you can't start. I mean, we haven't. I don't think we've really called out his game, his name too much recently. And Mike Evans has been terrible. And the run game is all effed up. Quick so. question.
0: How many 100 yard receiving uh, games does Mike Evans have this year? Two. Zero.
1: Whoa, zero?
0: Zero one hundred yard games. Bad. How Jeez. many how many uh eight plus catch games does he have this year? <laughs> does he have one? Zero. Zero eight
1: catch games. Zero eight eight catches or more. Zero on the year. Is I'm just key. wondering like I'm just wondering how many non-100-yard games Antonio Brown has. <laughs> how many non and non Are you looking? Because I'll look real quick. I'm I'm looking it up right now. So. I've already beat you to it. All right, okay, let
0: He's had, uh, let's see, one, two, three, four, five. Five? Five. Man, how and many how many games
1: has he not caught eight balls in? Well, by
0: the way, he has five five non that would be uh eight games where he has had or that's seven games where he's had a hundred or more yards how many games has he had less than eight that yeah. would be one two three f- four company. five no five five eight uh, less than eight <laughs> are five games you know how many double digit catch games antonio brown has this year
1: uh it looks like
0: what is Guess this? five six, six. <laughs> amazing ab is pretty good man yep and mike evans is not and that is the episode for you Coming up on the he has episode.
1: 1,500 yards. He's 1,509 yards on 99 catches.
0: He legit could go for 2,000. Three
1: more weeks.
0: <laughs> legit could go for for 3,000 or The Patriots next week. I mean, that's 250 guaranteed. So. All right. Uh, well, <laughs> on the docket for this week, I'll tell you what's not on the docket, voicemails. Because if, you, if you're one of those few, because I know you, by the way, you listening right now, I know, you should know that I know that you don't listen to the Thursday episode and you listen to this one. I see you, and I'm not happy with you. But guess what? No voicemails.
1: We killed yeah, the voicemail segment last week. Yeah, if you didn't listen week. to the Thursday because of voicemails, they're over with. Yeah, which
0: we um we we left a funny the the. I don't want to. don't want to give it the credit because it doesn't. It was a funny voicemail, but it was the voicemail that broke the camel's back. And we put it at the end of the episode. And that guy, uh, really great email. I actually have to get back to him on it. Where he was just, he was like, oh, "I just want to have fun," and and totally agree with everything he said. And he asked us a good question. Great listener. We love him. Nothing on you, but it was so over the top. We were like, "Yep, this is the, it." We put it at the end of the episode, and and I want He should know. By the way, people loved it. People loved the voicemail he had. Well,
1: I, people, what I read was people loved our reaction to
0: No, well, that is true. People loved our reaction, but people also loved the voicemail, and it was in the group mirror and people were talking about it. So that was there, but there's no voicemails. We're not doing that. So we're going to talk about player matchups. We're going to go through the chicken, which will be interesting, our plays, We'll go through the two-minute drill. We'll get all that stuff. We're going to get you locked in for Week 15. So you that doesn't listen to that one, do us a favor. Listen to that one. Join in. There's only a couple more. And uh, make sure to be on the lookout because the final Week 17 episode, we will be reviewing our early 2018 mock draft as we always do. And we'll take a little look at where some of these guys who have bombed out or been really good where they kind of fall and we'll be doing that with the ITL Army but hopefully you moved on maybe there's a stat correction that's going to get you in good luck and the rest of your ventures through fantasy football and all the people that are still with us let's go win some ships my friends let's do it we will talk to you next time bye bye now